Welcome to the Sprint to Profit podcast with Kirsty and Isaac. If you are an Amazon seller looking to grow your business with some of the latest tactics and strategies, along with some great guidance for your overall business, then you are in the right place. So pay attention and if needed, take notes. Let's get started. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Sprint to Profit podcast for Amazon sellers. It's Kirsty and Isaac here. And in today's episode, we wanted to make sure we address a very important and timely topic right now. And that's how you prepare for quarter four, as well as grow your business so you can maximize your profit, but also maintain or improve your key data, such as ranking. Most Amazon sellers don't even start thinking about quarter four until it's way too late. And that's why we wanted to bring this up to you in August while you still have time to get prepared. That's right. So there's a lot that goes into prepping for quarter four, right? And we always say quarter four because we've got to do a lot of work then. But really the core sales are really going to be from usually Black Friday through to Obviously, just before Christmas Eve, because, you know, unless you've got an hour's delivery in some state, in some uh, cities you do, which is awesome. But you've got to be really bad to like, just leave it to the end. <laughs> like as a, as a buyer, right? You're yeah. like, oh, shit, I need to get my presents. Your kids' Christmas presents until the hour before Christmas. Exactly. <laughs> it's the kind of thing I would probably do. Um, but yeah, so we need to start preparing for it now, because as we know, things are getting tighter. Inventory levels are getting tighter even more so than last year where we all freaked out because our inventory was getting squeezed. Freight costs are going up, freight's getting longer. So the key piece is it's not also just about ordering some extra inventory, right? And crossing your fingers that it's going to sell. And, and that might sound a little bit facetious, but it, you'd be surprised about how many people that actually do that and just go, yeah, it's going to be a bit, it's going to be up a bit. So I'll actually just order some extra inventory or other people just go, oh yeah, does it go up? Oh, I didn't realize what, what it was going to go up by and you can end up running out of stock. Because again, you're either going to run out of stock or you're going to suffer really from slow sales because you haven't planned your marketing out properly or optimized properly, right? So what you really need to do is to essentially create a plan, right? So create a marketing plan for what we call your winners. Yay, so uh, that's awesome. Thanks, Isaac, for, for the applause there. Yeah, we've got a little bit of a production upgrade here, so we're going to try some things out. Yeah, exactly. It's going to sound like a really bad sitcom from the 80s, right? (laughs) There you go. Love it. (laughs) So, yeah, we are going to create a marketing plan for our winners. Um, Within that, what we're going to have is a great PPC plan, a pricing plan, a deals plan, a promotional plan. And, And then you need to then obviously create an inventory plan as well, right? So there's no point in creating your inventory plan until you actually know what you're going to sell. And then what you need to do is create a timeline of when things actually need to happen and also set reminders for them because we're planning so far out, right? So if we start really first looking at the marketing plan, what you need to do is understand some key pieces in the puzzle, right? So really what we're looking to do here is capitalizing on all that traffic flooding into the marketplace right through from Black Friday through to that Christmas Eve slot, right? And what we want to do is build out every piece of what you're going to actually act upon and the uplift that will be expected with that plan, which means you're going to be able to put assumptions behind the plan and order the right amount of stock. So think about this. What are you actually going to do to maximize your sales and profit in this period? And what needs to happen to make that true? And really, you know, basically make all your dreams come true, right? So the number one thing that we like to do first is get what we call your baseline secured. So like we said before, which products are your winner products right now? So this is not a time to be flogging a dead horse, right? So if you've got a a product that's not doing very well and it's really lagging behind everyone else, 
but you've got a bunch of other products that do well, just focus on the ones that do well for now, because you've also got to think about what, where you're going to invest your time and your money and your energy. So it's really about putting the fuel into your best performers, right? So what do you need to do first? Well, a bit like us going out for a fancy Christmas party, right? You know, well, for me anyway, I don't know about Isaac, but we want to get into that little black dress for our winners and make sure that the winners are looking their best. So what does that mean? Well, number one, you need to be at least four stars and above in terms of your ratings or reviews on Amazon. If that's also below the category, you want to make sure that you can get that up. Otherwise, it's not going to be a winner for you, right? So if everybody in the category is, say, a 4.7 and you're lagging behind at a four star, you're not going to convert as well in the category for that, right? So make sure that you have a great standing on that front. You also need to be ranked on page one for your main keywords because that's where the volume is going to be coming in from. So like I said, no point dragging a dead horse from page 20. If it's not already in page one in that period, then it's going to be difficult for you to kind of understand what the uplift is going to be and how much inventory you're going to have to, pre have to prepare for, right? That was a bit of a Peter Piper picked a pickle pepper. <laughs> if anybody heard that then, it was a crow. <laughs> Clearly, Isaac thought that was like a dud joke. <laughs> so then we've got your page one rankings. And then we've got to think about, well, how's your conversion going? So remember, we want to be at least 20% or above. If they're close, but not quite there, you want to do some tweaks to help you get there, right? So get all that sorted, get it all ready and prepared and ready to go. And then you need to be thinking about what your promotional plan is going to be. So one of the first things we can do is just look at what can we do on Amazon? Great one for this is lightning deals. Now, lightning deals can be an awesome tool or it can be a really bad tool if you don't understand the numbers. So first of all, you need to you need to actually understand is number one, what's the uplift gonna be on a deal when you run it? At what time do they actually make sense? So if they're in the middle of the night, it might not be a good time to run those deals. Um, and if you don't make any money running the deal, then there's no point in running them. So don't just set them up to run them for running's sake. Basically, if you don't make any money, don't run the deal, right? To understand whether you, you can actually run them or not, just check your dashboard, go to advertising, click on that. Um, I It's just basically across the top there. Click on advertising deals and it'll tell you in that um, window, if you like, what products you've got available. It will also tell you uh, what the discount is going to be. And over this period, the discount tends to be lower. And it also, uh, the deal to run itself as well, they're usually around 300, 400 bucks to run. So you've got to be very clear about the fact that it's going to actually make you some money. Um, you can do it like a little, you know, spreadsheet, kind of work, figure it out with your current profit margins to make sure that you're going to make money on those deals. So do that due diligence first before you run any deals. But if they do work out for you, this can be a major game changer in this, in this period. Um, I've run deals where, they're, um, I've, I've got, you know, a thousand units, 2000 units, especially over Black Friday, Cyber Monday. And I could have probably sold a lot more than that as well. It's just that that's what I'd allocated to the deal. So if you kind of figure this out early and you've got the stock in place, it can be a real big profit max for you for Christmas. Then you need to be figuring out what's your pricing going to look like. And we're going to talk about that a little bit later. Also your PPC, how you're actually going to explode uh, your winning products using PPC as well. And that's really focused on Amazon, right? So if you do nothing else, 
That's the best thing to do is just focus on the tools that you've got on Amazon because you've got data that you can work with and um, you've also got kind of a precedent that you can work with as well. Now, we always talk about staying on Amazon for a lot of this stuff. Now, in this period, you can also look at different services that will help you drive traffic to Amazon. And when we say services, it's because otherwise from now, if you're trying to do run traffic for yourself, it would cost you a lot of time, money and energy. And what we want to do here is just capitalize on what we've already got. So off Amazon, what we recommend you do is stay what we call as close to the buyer as possible. Check out our episode with sellerrocket.io to see how you can secure editorial recommendations on Amazon. So you've probably seen those on Amazon itself and you can actually get into those recommendations. The lead time is around eight to 10 weeks. So that's why you want to be starting that now. As well as you can also get into the best of the best product articles on Google as well. So those ones where you type in Google and you say, what are the best, I don't know, uh, washing machines or whatever, right? And it comes up with those articles, the top 10. You can actually get into those as well. And so that's a great way to work with, say, someone like sellerrocket.io because they'll actually get you into those articles. And it's a good way to secure it without having to do it and work it all out yourself. So we would recommend if you're going to do anything off Amazon, that that would be a great place to start. Yeah. And obviously, when it comes to on Amazon stuff, as you've mentioned, you got to focus on things like PPC. You got to focus on, you know, all your metrics and all that stuff. So when it comes to planning out your PPC, you really want to make sure you not only have your PPC lineup for success, you want to make sure your listing is converting well so you don't waste money sending traffic to a bad listing. And this is something that I would say a lot of people do. You know, they go out there and they're like, you know, I'm not getting enough sales. So I really, really, really need to just send more money at it and, and just really ramp up my ads. And to that, I would say, Ow! don't do that. It's a, it's a slap in the face for you to do that because essentially all you're doing is wasting a bunch of money. And if you do that, then you're going to find out that, you know what, uh, you're, you're probably going to be more miserable after doing it by ramping up your, your ad spend than if you would have actually just fixed your listing in the first place. So what you want to do is you want to essentially check your product health, as we call it. Make sure your reviews are over four stars. We've had uh, people who are like, well, I can't get any sales. And then, and then we look at their listing and it's like 3.3 is their star rating. It's like, well, yeah, but I wouldn't buy anything with a 3.3 star rating on Amazon. And I don't know anybody else that would. You got to be at least four stars. It's very easy to keep above four stars. So how you're that low, I mean, that's not going to be good for your conversion rate. That's not going to be good for your sales. You also want to check your keyword ranking. So where do you show up when somebody types in your main keyword? Do you show up on page one? Do you show up on page two? Where do you show up? Uh, obviously, ideally, you want to be closest to top of page one as possible. And then another one that you would ideally check is your conversion rate. Now, there's a lot of other metrics there that you would want to obviously check as well. Um, uh, as far as overall product health, but in terms of making sure you convert well, that conversion rate is the first indicator as to whether or not you're actually going to be able to send traffic to it. So where you find that is it's actually your um, session, uh, unit sessions percentage. I believe that's the one, right? Yeah, unit sessions percentage. Um, and basically when you look at that in Amazon, it's telling you that of however many people clicked on your product, here's how many people have bought it. So that's what it's telling you. And obviously it's not a perfect uh, match because if somebody buys two units, that, that unit sessions percentage, because it's based on units, not individual uh, orders. Um, if it was order sessions percentage, it'd be an ideal conversion rate, but it's giving you a bit of a boost because it's, if somebody buys two or three or four, it increases that. Now that doesn't really matter for you. All you want to do, because you're probably only going to get multiple orders every so often, you're mostly going to get single orders. So overall, 
if you just take that like over a 30 day period, it'll kind of tell you that this is your conversion rate. So it's the closest thing as we got from Amazon's data. So just use that. Then you want to look at your keyword research or, uh, you know, holiday keywords that you can put into separate campaigns. So what I would do is I would look at brand analytics if you have it and change the filter of the date from whatever today's weekly thing is to quarter four of last year. So it'll say like October 1st to December, yeah, October 1st, 2022, December 31st, 2020. And just kind of look down the list. Like you can even just type in random things. Like I, I do a guitar cable. So I typed in guitar and just scrolled down that, that list. And I saw stuff like guitar gifts for men, uh, gifts for guitar players and stuff like that. So I took those and I'm going to create a campaign. Actually, I've already created the campaign for it. Another thing you can do is you can check your search term report from last year. If you ran one, um, they still have all the reports, you know, in your report uh, dot, uh, library, basically. So if you ran a search term report, say from quarter four last year, which if you were, had a product live, you would have done that most likely if you're optimizing PPC at all, but you can go back in and look at your search term report and just see what customers are searching and where your broad campaigns or your auto campaigns may have picked them up. Um, this is something that if you, spend time in PPC and, and, and know these things, you'll find that every once in a while, you'll see like a really good converting random keyword that you would have never thought about. Um, it could even be a misspelled thing. So like, you know, maybe it's like gifts for guitar players, but guitar is spelled G-I-T-A-R instead of with a U. So if, if you see that, maybe you could even bid on that if it's, if it's converting really well and performing really well. So then you'll actually create your holiday campaigns, but basically you need to know when you're going to do it, uh, when you're going to set them to go live, when, you know, how are you going to do it? Like you got to prioritize these things, right? So you got to actually set these things up in a, in a kind of, you know, prioritized way. So literally we just talked about this with our members, but this week, so like oh, I was last week technically, but four or five days ago. So the next day after we got done with it, after talking about it, you know, I went in, I ran all my reports to see what holiday words came up for products that were related to my products. I went in and set up my holiday campaigns and then I set them to go live now. And, and we're recording this on August 23rd. It'll probably go live here in a couple of weeks, but um, I just said it to go live now because I wanted to start kind of moving towards optimization before I get to, you know, Black Friday, Cyber Monday, so that I'm not just like put $500 bids on it or whatever, like something crazy and just letting it go spend all my my budget out of, out of you know, the entire ad, ad campaign. But I put it at so, like five or $3 or something like that just to let it run and put it kind of at lower, um, bids for now, because I know it's not going to be a big driver of sales. Now it's more for research of how many clicks and, and what people are searching. So that way I can see what they're searching from my search term reports to make an optimization for those. And then obviously you want to know what types of uh, sponsored brand ads will you create? This is something that's got, you know, a lot of elements to it. And ideally what we would say is at the very minimum, get a video ad for your product. If you can get a video ad, especially if it's timely for quarter four, I don't know, throw a Santa hat on or something, pretend like you're giving it as a gift. I don't know, but you know, think of something creative that you can actually do with a, a quarter four video ad. And if you can get that ad ready for quarter four, you know, that would probably convert really, really well for your, your, your search terms and for your main keywords. So think about that, plan out when you're going to put them live. You know, obviously it's going to take a, a while to create a video. So it's not just going to be like, Hey, I'm going to make it live tomorrow because you still have to actually record, edit, produce it and all that stuff. Right. And then upload it. And then you have to also know what will your budgets be for each month in quarter four based on your forecasted sales. So, uh, you know, we've, we talk about this all the time, like make sure you have a forecast, make sure you have a plan. 
And it's not just so that way you can try to achieve it, but also so that you can budget things and, and forecast for things that are expense related, right? So if we try to keep an idea like, you know, we always say like, you know, most businesses work on a 20% marketing cost, right? So from your revenue, say you make $10,000 in a month, you should be budgeting about $2,000 for marketing. Now, that at, at a smaller company level size, like $10,000, that may or may not work out. But the bigger you get, that that marketing budget kind of fits and makes sense. So at $100,000, you can expect to spend $20,000 in a month on ads. Otherwise, you might not achieve that $100,000, right? So if you're shooting for $100,000 and you're only expecting to do three or $4,000 in, in ads, well, you're probably not going to hit that, right? So you have to understand kind of where you're going with each month and what your budget is and whether or not you're launching new products. Ideally, you don't launch in quarter four, but sometimes you have to um, actually both of my products launched, I launched last year were both in quarter four. So I can't say you shouldn't do it. It's just, you don't plan to do it. It's just, that's when it happened to be. And then you'll also ask yourself, when should you start raising the bids, right? Because this is bids, bids ends budgets, right? So like, is it October 1st, you start raising your bids and then maybe November 1st, you raise them even more, whatever it is, you got to actually plan this stuff out and, you know, make sure that you're reminding yourself through invites or whatever, uh, calendar, uh, dating, you know, we use scheduling from Google calendar to remind yourself like, Hey, raise your bids now or whatever. Um, generally you kind of get reminded by, uh, just the fact that, you know, sales are coming in now and you start to see a little creep up and you're like, Oh, that reminds me, maybe I go check out my ads and see if my ads are matching my increase in sales to see if it actually makes sense. Um, but you, sometimes if you like, I have an ice scraper that I sell. And if I just left it at summer, uh, ad spend, it's $1. I basically have it at $5 a day and across four or five campaigns where it's like $1 for the budget of each one. If I left that, you wouldn't see an increase in sales generally because you're not getting very much visibility. So you have to know like, when do you start raising these things up? Uh, so make sure you do that and then make sure you set reminders for yourself to update those as well. Yeah, I think as well, you know, if pe people might be like, well, you know, how can I be sure because my ACOS is so high now, right? So, and also, are you doing some research now? The data is going to look different in quarter four because you're going to have such a flood of people coming into the marketplace. And you've got to remember that the buyer is going to be different, right? So right now, you're going to have shoppers that are basically shopping around. That's what they're doing. They're buying for themselves. They're going to be a lot more... Um, what would you what would you say kind of discerning about yeah. like the price the um the reviews that type of thing right you know they're, they're, they're going to do a lot it. more yeah. yeah a lot more critical about it and they might even just click on an ad and they might be just looking around to to, to buy but in this period because people are buying for someone else they just want to see that the product looks good it's got great reviews and um, is one of the first ones that they see, right? They, don't, they haven't got time to be shopping around forever for this thing, um, but they just want to feel confident that it's a great quality product. And so your what happens then is if your ad's up front and you're going to be there versus everyone else and you're, and you're shown in a lots of different places. So like Isaac said, you know, you might have a sponsored brand ad at the top. You've also got an editorial recommendation in the middle. You might have... Um, an ad on someone on a competitor's listing. You've got a video ad that shows up right in the middle for that main keyword. Guess what? That person's going to be like, wow, these brands are everywhere. It must be a good product. Yeah. And so your ACOS will actually come right down. So that's why it's a great time to start putting more money into your, into your best performing ads in this period. 
Yeah. So if you think about it, like you're, if you're planning on getting three times the sales, well, you should be able to increase your ads by three times. And sometimes you don't even, you, you know, that multiplier effect is much better. So like you can three times your revenue or your ads and five or six times your, your revenue in this time period, which actually increases your profitability. I know I try to do that. I plan to do X amount of ad spend. And sometimes I don't even get near that ad spend. And then I get my revenue goal anyway. So I'm like, well, that's great because I just saved money, but I would have, yeah. I would have gladly spent that to even get more if Amazon would have allowed me to spend it. Yeah. And if you don't, if you, if you plan to do anything in this period, that is the thing that you should be focused on is basically controlling your PPC yeah. and understanding which, where to put the money. So for instance, one of our members, Jeffrey, um, he was really managing for ACOS, right? And so this was last year. He was planning on, um, he had products that would had really good ACOS, right? They were like 15% ACOS. And so he thought that was great. And he just wanted to spend 30 bucks a day on these, on these ads. And we were coming into the Christmas period and just giving that him that piece of advice and saying, well, you number one, you can afford to spend a lot more to get your ACOS up to your break-even point, yeah. which say it's 35%, right? Um and you're able to then actually convert a lot better because your listings are converting well. So if you actually just put some fuel into this rather than budgeting on a 30 day dollar a day budget, then um, let's see how it goes. And so he did that. He went from like $20,000 in sales to over $120,000 in that period by just doing that. He did nothing else. Like, he, yeah, way. <laughs> he did nothing else in that period. And now he's, he's taken that on board and he's even like thinking about selling his business now, right? So that's yeah. how, how critical this period can be in terms of like turning your fortunes around. So if you do nothing else, just get focused on those things on your PPC as well. Mm -hmm. Another way to think about profit maxing or getting the most profit out of your, of your products in this period is pricing. So what a lot of people do in this period is because you've got Black Friday deals, you've got Cyber Monday deals, really focused on putting the, pro the pricing down, right? What we try to do is actually say, well, how much more profit can I make by putting the pricing up? So there's going to be a lot of people in your category that are not planned out. They're probably going to be running out of stock. So what's the first thing that people do when they run out of stock? They put the price up, right? And they're like, oh my God, I'm going to run out of stock. So you, you'll be so surprised if you've not been through a Christmas period before, or even if you have, how many people are putting their price up, not because they want to profit max, but because they're running out of stock, which then puts up the demand even further, right? Less, less products around, more demand for those products. Because again, you've got all these like hungry buyers that are coming in and want to buy. Also, the buyer doesn't want to buy a cheap product, right? That's another you know, delineation of um, quality, right? Again, these are not your existing buyers that have been looking at um, how much this thing normally is. They're like, I want to buy something that's good quality, not too cheap, and that I know I'm going to get in a reasonable amount of time and it's got great reviews. So again, think about putting your prices up rather than putting it down. And a way to have a look at this and just see how your market or your category went um, for your specific products, you can have a look at last year and see what the pricing was generally in the year. And then you can see how the price actually changed. Did it go up or down in um, quarter one? Uh, sorry, quarter four of uh, in that period. So you can use Jungle Scout. You can see the pricing history. So just look at your metrics to find out what your price was. Or you can also look at your competitors to see what their price was. 
And what you can do is actually um, run price changes. If you've got like a little profit model, hopefully you do. Just run those prices changes on there. And then you can see how much more profit you can actually make in this period as well. Think about when you're going to make those price changes. I think we would suggest probably after Cyber Monday um, because people are still looking for deals. So you don't want to be the most expensive at this point. But don't feel like you have to put your price down either to get that deal. But then think about the probably the, the next two weeks going into that last Christmas week. And um, I, I could say you could probably confidently run it for, for like two a couple of weeks and just test your price up every day and see how much volume you actually make. Yeah. So the idea is to raise and either lower your price, but I would say just think about raising it to capture the maximum profit and revenue, depending on how much traffic and conversion you've got each week in that, in that quarter four period or in that Christmas period. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's a pretty important thing. People don't even think about pricing necessarily, like you said, until they start running out and they're like, Oh, now I've got to raise my price. Well, it's like, that's not normally not even necessarily a great idea because, you know, there's, there's ramifications if you slow your own sales down for your ranking. Um, but in, in quarter four, it almost never seems to be an issue. It's like as soon as you start raising your price, you don't really see a drop off and the closer it gets to Christmas and the lower your demand, your lower, lower your quantity gets, the more demand and, and the more that it doesn't seem to matter at all. Right. So it yeah. is an interesting strategy because if you don't start, planning out how long you're going to run your price drops or price raises really is what we're talking about. Then you just, it's, it's going to be totally foreign. You're just going to like try it one day and maybe it works and maybe it doesn't, but then guess what? Oh, I got two extra sales, but that's not enough. So I'm going to lower my price because I want, I think that I'm going to get more if I lower my price, or maybe you had lowered your price on a Wednesday and that's like the worst sales day of the week for you. And all of a sudden you don't get any extra sales. So then you lower the price back again. That's not really going to help you determine if that's like a long enough period of time to suggest that, you know, you're going to get sales or extra profit from it. You want to run it during, you know, during the quarter four periods. And like you said, ideally, you'd probably even start raising it right after Cyber Monday. So that way, you know, that's, that's the Christmas time, right? So like that's, that's December. And at that point, people are scurrying to get presents at a quick rate. So that extra two, $3, they're not going to bat an eye at usually. So that's a good idea. No. Usually we, you know, in a price point of around, say, between $10 and $20, you can easily raise it $5. Yeah. Like, and then still get the same amount of volume, if not more volume. Yeah. And if yeah. you are waiting till like, you know, Christmas Eve to buy Christmas gifts for your presents, well, then I got another thing for you. Oh! <laughs> there you go. All right. Now, on to the next topic, which is probably the most important thing here is to make sure you have your inventory planned out because all the marketing aside is great. And, you know, you can have it all planned out, but if you don't have the stock, well, you're not going to hit any of that stuff, right? So you need to make sure that you have your, your, your marketing planned out in order to know how much stock you need. So it kind of seems like one is based on the other, but even the plan is based on the other one, you know, working out. So you can't order your stock in October and expect to have it for quarter four. That doesn't make sense. No one's ever going to get it that fast. And if you did, it's going to cost you extra, right? So what you need to do is, again, we're talking about August, September, get your inventory planned out based on the marketing plan you have. So if you're going to run lightning deals or, uh, you know, if you're going to have editorial recommendations or whatever through sellerrocket.io, you need to say, okay, look, I don't expect a typical quarter four here. I'm expecting a 20% bump on top of that or whatever it is. So you really need to think about how much, uh, how much inventory you need to order. So a quick way to help estimate 
estimate it is just to check the average monthly units uplift from quarter one to quarter three of 2020. So that would be last year. So that's January, September last year. Check how much sales they have per month. Add those sales up of those monthly sales and then divide it by nine to get your average monthly sales, right? So quarter one through three, let's say your average is a thousand. Sorry, 800. Let's say it's 800. And then in quarter four, you take those three months and then average them out, right? So let's say you had 1,200 units. So you went from 800 units on average to 1,200 units per month. And that's an uplift percentage of 150%. So you can use that as a reasonable estimate of your uplift for this year. Now, if you are planning to do some of those extra deals and stuff that you didn't do last year, well, then you might even say, I'm going to do 200 or 250% uplift. And then you're going to think, you know what? I got to probably order stock for that, right? So you just want to make sure that you're doing this. And then the other thing is, when are you going to order your quarter four inventory? So take your lead time, take your shipping time, take your in-stock at Amazon time and reverse engineer it from when you absolutely need it to be there. So say you need it to be there October 1st, no later, or October 15th, whatever it is, right? Work back whatever those dates are. And generally we're looking at, you know, 60, 60 days, 65, 70 days, somewhere in there is for most people. And if you think about when that is from now, if you, if it was September 1st today, let's put it, make it easy. If it was September 1st today. The earliest you're going to get it 60 days later would be November 1st. Is that too late? Probably. So work backwards and think, here's when I need to order it. So another thing is when is it going to be able to sh be shipped from China, right? So, or wherever, wherever country you're shipping it from, whatever, wherever your factory is. And then where will it go? Because right now there's a lot of inventory restrictions on Amazon. Do you have a third-party logistics company? Do you have a storage facility or do you have a garage at your home that you're going to, sh you know, ship it to and then uh, fulfill to Amazon as, you know, not FBM, but, you know, send into Amazon as your inventory starts getting loosened up by, you know, either more sales or by it running down uh, beyond uh, below your restrictions. And then you got to ask yourself, how long is the inventory going to last? Do I need more? Do I need to order, reorder before Chinese New Year's? If so, when will you reorder, right? Everything comes down to this very, strategic approach of, you know, I need to have this many units for a quarter four. If you do not, and you run out, there will be some catastrophic, uh, you know, some of this and maybe some of this and maybe even some of this going on in your life because you're going to be very unhappy that you missed out on, I don't know, 10, 20, 30,000, $40,000 worth of sales and the profit that comes with it. Right. Not only that, but your competitor taking sales, gaining ranking, gaining reviews, outpacing you during this period. And if they continue to do that and you continue to out of stock yourself, you keep falling further behind them and you're just never really going to catch up. And, you know, maybe this time next year, when you're thinking about quarter four, instead of having prime position on page one, you've now slipped to page two or page three. You're half the sales you used to be. You're struggling to even get ads to be profitable. You're making you know, barely making it work on Amazon because you didn't maximize a quarter four. And we've seen it happen. Uh, there's lots of people who struggle to keep their inventory in stock and it, it trips them up for several months later. So make sure that you're maximizing this period for sure. Yeah. And, you know, it's a very good point that because I know sometimes it's hard to kind of think, well, you know, sometimes when we say this about um, estimating your for forecasting, right? People are like, you just want me to guess well, no, we want you to actually put those assumptions in based on what we talked about above, right? Because that's going to really help you then, um, you know, have confidence in, in the money that you're going to be putting forward. Um, 
to get that inventory in. But we, one thing is guaranteed, if you don't have the inventory, then you're definitely not going to get the sales. Right? I just want to be sure. Did all those sound effects work when I was doing that little string of sound effects? They did. Oh, I heard them. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see if, if it happens on the recording. If not, I'll have to go in post-production and be like, oh my God, I got to press all these buttons now. <laughs> yeah, I know. I know. It'd be funny. But yeah. And yeah. It gives you some personality. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, funny. But yeah, it's also with those uplifts as well. I think we were doing this, as you said, like last week with our, with our annual members and um, people were looking back at, you know, say they've got a product, they haven't got any history sales on it. So they looked at their competitors and they're like, oh yeah, they're, they're actually were up like 250%, 300%. And there was no way that they were thinking of ordering that amount of stock, right? Because they just weren't confident in, themselves to be able to get that uplift but if the category is being uplifted by that much then you are gonna be swept along with that if you do all those things like get the ranking and everything yeah. up front right so don't feel like you're, you're not going to get that you're just going to get that by the fact that you're actually just physically going to be there yeah. and so you have to have some faith in that process because yeah you're, you're either going to run out of stock um or you're going to lose out on a lot of sales and a lot of profit and this is this is they call it black friday for a reason right Luckily for us, Amazon sellers, if you run it the right way, uh, you're not going to be in the red the whole year. Um, but this is the period where you're going to, we like to make our money in this period so that we can bank that and don't have to worry about the following couple of years, right? Yeah, I feel like if you, if you really hit your goals, you're going to feel like this. Yeah. Oh <laughs> Showing your age there. <laughs> hit the club the club man oh funny and last but not least you actually then have to put this all together right so you have to create a timeline or build out your calendar set reminders of when this will happen so even for me the other day after doing our workshop um you know i've got a bunch of lightning deals that i've actually set up but i have to go in to make sure that i'm getting the right times for those deals and things like that that they're actually going to get um uh red light green lighted um so I've put those on into my um, calendar to make sure that I actually physically go in there and have a look because they don't tell you otherwise. Um, but that's that's the kind of detail that you need to go down to to make sure that you're all over this stuff, right? Yeah. If you don't do it, it's going to be very easy to forget about some of the actions that you need to do. Again, you're going to lose out on that profitability and also the ability to maximize the sales and make sure that you get the most out of this season. So remember, quarter four is around 60% of most sellers' sales for the whole year, which is crazy, right? So if you're sat here now and going, yeah, but my sales have been down over this period. Yeah, because most people are on holiday right now. Um, we've all just been let out, unfortunately, apart from the Australians at this point. But most of us in the Northern Hemisphere have just been let out after, after being locked down for eight, nine months, right? So most people are outside, not shopping as much. But it's not going to be like that at Christmas, guys. So you really need to make sure that you're doing really well during this time. What we like to do is either put it into our calendar, like I said. You can create a very simple spreadsheet. I just like to do it by um, week ends, week ending dates. And it's not that many weeks till Christmas. Um, so you can literally just put that all into one spreadsheet and just kind of write out in terms of what needs to get done when. Um, and you can put a little X in those in those boxes, right, as to when you need it to get done. And like we said, put the important actions into a Google Calendar so that, again, you get a reminder as well. So it's not just sitting on a spreadsheet in, a, in your Google Doc somewhere. It has to be a living, breathing document that you're checking, right? Yeah. 
Yeah. And for those really organizational nerds that, that really like to put things in a visual workflow, you can create Gantt charts. Um, I know people that are very, very much prefer to do that than have like other things out there. And I'm like, this to me is boggling my brain. Like, I don't understand how you have 30 things running at the same time. So I don't really know what, what's working and what's not. So I don't personally use them, but there are people who organize their brains that way. And if you like Gantt charts, that's a really good way to create workflow for your quarter four, for sure. Yeah. We used to use those. We used to have this, uh, so how long ago it was, but we used to use Microsoft Project, right? And it it spit all those out for you. But for me, it took me way longer to actually put it into the thing than yeah. what it did for me to <laughs> literally do the thing. <laughs> yeah, half the time it's like, all right, so I got to put it in here. I got to make it for this long. I set the date. Yeah. I got to do the Trying to read it. I got to make sure I invite everybody who's in that project. And then I got to put the sub steps. And it's like, I could just do it right now. It's like, only oh, a 10 minute thing. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So I just like to use dates and spreadsheets. That's me because it's just easy to use. Yeah. Um, so yeah, if if you're a nerd, like Isaac said, you can definitely use that stuff. You know, a lot of people saying, well, can I use monday.com? Can I use, yeah. um, there's other tools out there, right? But a good old Google spreadsheet that's free. You can do that as well. It's all good. Yeah. Cool. So now that you got everything, you know, obviously planned out, you got your marketing planned out, then based on that, you got your inventory planned out, you're going to start ordering your inventory. If you haven't already done it, if you've already ordered it, make sure that you have enough. If not, maybe add on, bolt on some extra units to that. So that way you can get everything you need. And basically to recap, you know, you create that marketing plan and back your winners, you create a PPC plan. So that way you know exactly what you're going to budget and how, you know, when your bids are going to raise and all that stuff, what, what new campaigns you might have. You're going to create a, a pricing plan for each product. So when you're going to raise it, and then obviously after the period, when you're going to lower it to make sure that you can maintain your ranking and your sales and all that stuff. Then you're going to create an inventory plan based on all that stuff, based on you know what uplift you expect to have. And then you're going to create a timeline of the things that need to happen and set reminders for them. So remember guys, now that you're armed with this information, it's your job to implement it into your business and grow your business through action. Also to get some free training on what it takes to have a successful business to fuel your lifestyle, Head to www.goteamreal.com to download our free training today. And we'll see you next week for the next Sprint to Profit episode. And as always, we wish you the best for you and your business. Bye for now. Don't forget to subscribe. And if you would like to get more information about selling on Amazon, head to goteamreal.com for some absolutely free training.